101 is back. And today's episode is sponsored by, and we're back. Thank you so much for listening to those ads. Guys got to make money somehow, right guys? Come on, throw me a freaking bone here. My guest today is Mike Quigley. He has been on the podcast two times prior. This is his third appearance on the show. He joins the Three Timers Club. And this is an anything and everything goes conversation like all other previous episodes. In studio, down with a friend, chatting, shooting the shit. But it is highlighted. We kick it off with a little review of Uncut Gems, Adam Sandler's newest film, which is what we saw right before the recording. And then we go in multiple directions. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. Mike Quigley. Anything and everything, man. Is it going already? It's going. Mike Quigley, welcome back, dude. Yeah, good to be back. Third time. Uh-huh. Back on. And this is a solo one. You were uh, joined previously by Jarrett, Jarrett again, and then Leaf. Yep. Now we're we're soloing it. And we just got back from seeing the Sandman's- Uncut Gems. Latest flick, Uncut Gems. And I figured we'd kick it off with uh, just our kind of initial thoughts on it. Who wants to go first? Um, well, I, mean, I suppose I can go first, but it was just, uh, I don't know how to feel about that movie, man. It was, it was chaotic and it was entertaining, you know, I'll say that, but it was kind of hard to follow. Like, I didn't know what the plot really was, uh-huh. you know, and, uh, should we spoil it? I feel like. I oh yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, spoilers. If you haven't seen it. Spoilers. Yeah. Probably for the next couple minutes. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it was like, he's just. I don't even know, man. Like, he owes people money through the whole movie. We never know how much money <laughs> he actually owes these people. You, you, like, turn to me. You're like, how much money does this guy owe this person? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, he owes, how many people did he owe money to? Like, three or four people that kept nagging him the whole movie, throwing, hanging him out of windows, yeah. punching him in the throat. Yep. And up shooting him square in the eye. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You know, this movie, you had a great definition of it. It was very, it's super duper chaotic. It's a, it's chaotic. one of the most chaotic movies. It's just, is constantly moving. Mm. You know, like there's always, whether it's a score, like a musical score underneath it, or there's like just always like people banging on doors. People banging on doors, people screaming left <laughs> and right. Uh, he's on the phone yelling at somebody, and then there's somebody yelling at him in his face, and he's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I just, I don't even know, man. Like like I was telling you, I don't know if uh, anybody listening knows this, but uh, I saw it was on a list recently of this is the the seventh most F-bombs in a movie in major motion picture history. So this movie ranks as number seven for the most F-bombs. There was a lot of There's F-bombs. A, yeah, every other word. And then we're in, we're in this theater by ourselves oh, until... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're sitting there by ourselves, literally. There, you know, It's like the, the smaller theater. And there was... Uh, Literally not a single person in there. We walk in, and it's just us. And then out of nowhere, in walks this elderly couple. They, honestly, they were, they, were, they were probably like 75 each, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe 80. Who knows? Easy. And this movie was, man, there was cussing. There was sex talk. There was some, you know, like slight nudity. Yeah. And I was just like, why Why did these old people come to see this movie? 
I don't know. I I honestly think it like I, I was telling you on the way over here. I was just I think it's because they were like, "Honey, there's a new Sandler movie playing. Let's go see it." Remember how much you love Jack and Jill? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> It'll be a riot. Yeah, like, and they just they, they didn't watch the trailer. They didn't they didn't do anything. They were just, "Oh, Adam Sandler, Uncut Gems. All right, the poster. He's a little beat up, but there's not a lot going on with that poster." It was a very unique Sandler uh, movie, though. Yeah, very very unique. I don't think he's ever been in anything like it. Well, Punch Drunk Love is actually pretty similar to the fact of, like, constant. Everything is constantly going. Like, there's never a dull moment in Punch Drunk Love. And there's actually, honestly, this movie feels like it took, it's unfortunate you haven't seen it, but uh, it, it feels like it took a lot of cues from Punch Drunk Love, from, like, the chaoticness to, like, those moments where, like, you go into the, like, whether it's a, a gem or at the end you go into the bullet hole uh-huh. and like, you're just like going through, it feels like you're on like a, like an acid trip. Yeah. 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 Punch drunk love has shit like that in there. And then I posted about it on my Instagram not too long ago, that suit that he's wearing in the movie where it's like an all bluish suit when he gets thrown into the water. Yeah. 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 Towards the end. That is so similar to the way he looks in punch drunk love. So I have a feeling that the Safdie brothers who wrote and directed this, they were very inspired by that movie. Because that's a very different Sandler. <laughs> Came out the same year as Mr. Deed's Punch Drunk Love. Oh, really? So he looks that age. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Deed's is a good one. Oh, yeah. All right. So we wanted to kind of, uh, or I wanted us to kind of, because we did this on the one where it was you, me, and Jarrett, but mm-hmm. it was one of those recordings that got lost. Um, I wanted to kind of go through and just, Maybe do like a like a list of our of our top Sandler movies, like maybe top five. Yeah, off just, the top or, of our or heads, just any that are worth worth mentioning, worth you know, really mentioning. Yeah. So I'm gonna actually pull it up here because I there's a lot, there's so many fucking Adam Sandler movies that I can't keep track of all of them. So I think the first one that we both agree on is Billy Madison. Billy Madison. Uh, that one is definitely in my top five, mm-hmm. uh, comes out in 95. Billy Madison is just, that's classic Sandler. It like is it's classic Sandler. It's so quotable. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, no, it's, it's every fucking line in that movie, whether it's stop looking at me, Schwan or jackpot. Yeah. That's nice. That's nice. Just, uh, just, and I said this when we pulled up here, I was like, Billy Madison's better than Uncut Gems. Controversial. Yeah, I don't know. It's like they're very different movies. Very different. But, like, which do you enjoy watching more? Billy Madison. Definitely Billy Madison. Yeah. Like, I would turn on Billy Madison right now if I could. There's no way. Like, it's going to be years before I see Uncut Gems again. Yeah, absolutely. It's, there's no repeatability on there. Uh, Happy Gilmore? Happy Gilmore's a good one. Okay. It is. It's not quite as quotable. <laughs> but uh, it's good. I like Happy Gilmore. Um. Happy Gilmore's good. I mean, if you take Happy and then Madison, that's where he gets Happy Madison. Yeah. Okay. So, the like production, the, the production company, yeah, his yeah. production company. He named it after Happy, Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison. Yeah. That's for a fact. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, Happy Madison. Um. How about uh? What is that? What? The movie. Oh, the I big, mean, I, Big Daddy. I, I'm literally just going down the list in, in, in like out in like uh, chronological order here. So you have the wedding singer, which okay. you're not very familiar with. I've definitely seen it, but it's not something that I remember very clearly. Yeah, 
a wedding singer is really good. That like I feel like we should watch that. Okay. That's definitely one that we have to watch. The Wedding Singer. The Water Boy. That comes out in the same year as The Wedding Singer. So that's 98, The Water Boy. Honestly, so already I have three in my top five. Yeah. It's Billy Madison, Wedding Singer, and Water Boy. Yeah. And you have two well, in I, your top five. Yeah. I kind of, yes. Yep. Happy Gilmore? No? I don't know. I mean, I think it's really good, but <laughs> I guess we'll get down the list. I can, uh, <laughs> The Waterboy is so fucking good. Shout out to uh, Stetson University right up the road where a lot of that was filmed. Big Daddy, 99. Big Daddy was good. Top five? I don't know. No? Well, let's get down I wipe my own ass. <laughs> I wipe my own ass. <laughs> I know you do, bud. <laughs> Hip. Hip hop. Hip hop anonymous. <laughs> you gave him the easy one. <laughs> That's so good. It really is. Little Nicky. Never seen it. You never seen Little Nicky? Nope. That's one of the ones where he has like a super annoying voice where it kind of sounds like this. Hey guys, I'm little Nicky. Yeah. The whole movie is that punch, punch drunk love. That's one. Uh, you need to see Mr. Deeds, Mr. Deeds, top five, definitely top five, top five. (laughs) Yeah. I would say, uh, Mr. Deeds. So what I have three, four, damn, I'm all, no, damn. I got to have Punch Drunk Love in there. I got to have Mr. Deeds. I got to have Billy. I got to put The Wedding. And uh, Click. Click Click, click is, is in my top five. It is? Yeah. Really? Yep. So I'm taking Waterboy out and putting Click in. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I don't know, dude. I think I need to make like a top ten or something <laughs> because, I don't know, that's definitely, I mean, it's like, how can you like compare some of them? Like, how can you say one is better than the other? I don't know. Well, I think with the comedies, it, it, it's easier. So, okay, so I'm we're, I'm just going to speed through, right? So, Punch Drunk Love, Mr. Deeds, Anger Management, 51st Dates, The Longest Yard, Click, Rain Over Me, I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry, You Don't Mess With the Zohan, Funny People, Grown Ups, Just Go With It, Jack and Jill, Hotel Transylvania, Grown Ups 2, Blended, Pixels, Hotel Transylvania 2, The Ridiculous Six, Hotel Trash. Transylvania 3, Murder Mystery, Sandy Wexler's in there, The Do-Over's in there, The Week Of's in there, Uncut Gems, most recent. That's on the list? This is like a, it says this is a partial list. Okay. So there's some that's definitely missing. Um, but that's like the like the standouts, I guess. Yeah, you never saw The Longest Yard. I think that's a good one. Never seen The Longest Yard. That might be in one of my top five. So you have two Sandler football movies, because he's done two, two of the football movies. Yeah. Waterboy and Longest Yard. Longest Yard. And you'll, which would you take over between the two of those? Which is the better movie? Oh, man. Oh, by the way, cheers. Probably Waterboy, but I don't know. Longest Yard is like slightly more serious. Than, okay. Uh, you know, um, like. Not as ha- goofy. Like it has Chris Rock. Um, who's that super strong black guy? Isn't his name Michael Clark Duncan? Is he in that? No, he was the dad on uh, Everybody Hates Chris. You know that? The dad on every... <laughs> I'm, well, I'm just pulling up The Longest Yard. So The Longest Yard has... Oh, oh. Chris Rock, James Cromwell, Nelly, William Fickner, Burt Reynolds. Uh, oh, Terry Crews. Terry Crews. Terry Crews. Yeah. Damn. 
That is a stacked cast. And then, of course, I'm, I'm looking at others. Alan Covert, he's always in the movies. Alan Covert is... The, is that the... Oh, 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 <laughs> fighter pilot. Oh. <laughs> uh, Rob Schneider as Punky. Okay. But he, he's always in every Adam Sandler movie. I'm surprised. It must be weird for Sandler... Like doing something like uncut gems, where none of his and none of his friends are present. (laughs) He probably like gets off the set and just goes sit in the corner by himself, just crying (laughs) because none of his friends are with him. Sandler is one of the most unique talents working today because he does his thing right. So he has his thing with Happy Madison, Mm -hmm. and to a lot of people, those movies generally are not good. Right, something like Ridiculous Six. All these Netflix movies, those are all Happy Madison. But literally, probably every other movie is Happy Madison in his filmography, for the, like for the most part. Yeah, with the exception of Punch Drunk Love, you know, the, like the serious ones. Yeah, most people don't like when he's doing stupid Adam stuff. Sandler. Yeah, like, yeah, when he's being what got him where he is. Yeah. yeah, which is ironic. What 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 got him where he is is what people don't like necessarily and then when he does something like uncut gems or rain over me funny people even um it seems like everyone's like oh okay we like adam sandler again yeah dude ridiculous six is so stupid yeah you were telling me that um i don't know that wasn't his best best one like i bet you he could take that back now i mean he probably made a buttload of money from it so maybe not yeah he signed like a like a six movie deal with netflix oh really yeah i remember when that was when that came out Everyone was like so fucking nervous. I've seen two of those Netflix movies. I've seen Sandy Wexler, which is actually pretty decent. And then The Week Of, which I saw last night in preparation for Uncut Gems because I was like, I need to see a subpar Sandler before I see a quote-unquote superior Sandler. And The Week Of is, I would recommend it. What happened? Adam Sandler is filthy rich. How much? $420 million. That's his net worth? Yeah. That's a lot. You, and you were telling me, you or someone else was telling me this, what it, the net worth means, like, what exactly? So it's like... It's not like he has that no, in his yeah, pocket. Like it, that might not necessarily be in his bank, but let's say he has, like, a hundred Superman shirts or, uh, like, a nice big house. Like, that's all part of his net worth. So if his house is worth, you know, $15 million... That goes into the net worth. Oh, uh, okay. I gotcha. You know, it, it's like, it's your assets, your, like, your savings, like, everything that you have, essentially. I'm pretty sure I could be completely wrong, but that's what I think. That sounds about right. Does that include, like, is his family considered part of the net worth? Like, no. his wife, his kids? No? I don't, I don't think so, no. They, they don't have any quote-unquote worth? No. <laughs> Not when it comes to his net worth, no. Huh. They have no worth. Adam Sandler, man. $420 million. $420 million. It says that makes him one of the richest actors and film producers in Hollywood. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think Leonardo DiCaprio has that much money. Or, you know, like... Maybe. Pull it up. I would say Leo rivals him. For sure. Leonardo DiCaprio's net worth is estimated to be a... Heavy, two hundred and sixty million. Two sixty. Damn. Adam almost has. Yeah, he has almost tri- almost double. Yeah, almost double. Wow. And arguably, Leo should have more because Leo is considerably greater. <laughs> well, when it comes to 
acting. Like serious acting jobs, yeah. Yeah. Dude, Tom Hanks is only worth $400 million. Okay, 400 Who would be higher than Adam Sandler? Someone like... Like actors? Yeah, actors. Uh, dude, look up The Rock. The Rock is The Rock big. has to have... Dwayne Johnson has to have a higher net worth. 500 Net worth of 320 What? Adam has more than The Rock? Adam has more than The Rock. Is that just because he's been active more? Like he's been active more years? He's made more movies, maybe? I don't know, dude. Damn. I, I honestly I, thought The Rock. I didn't think that Adam Sandler was that, that rich. <laughs> and dude, the way he dresses... That's why I said he probably has a hundred Superman shirts <laughs> and a bunch of just straight up, you know, basketball shorts and yeah. sandals. But that is, that's what's so cool about him is the fact that he is worth so much money and yet he dresses like you and me. $450 million. Yeah. Imagine that. Guarantee you he probably has invested half of that into his kids. It's hard to invest $200 million into your kids. Well, you know what I mean? Like their future funds, their like college well, shit. Yeah, like. Guaranteed that's all paid for. College is not costing nearly that much, you know. I mean, it'll be in there with his will, I'm sure. It'll go to his kids and maybe his wife, depending on how old she is or whatever like that. But I wonder who gets the remote from Click. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. I've always wanted that. But if it does what it does in the movie, I don't want it, you know. You wouldn't want that? You wouldn't want the ability of what Click presents? Well, I'm saying, like, if it ruins your whole damn life. If you mistreat it. If you mistreat it. That's the whole message of it, right? So it's like he had this ability to, like, fast forward, right? But then he got into a pattern of doing it, fast forwarding. Oh, shit, I have to work. Fast forward work. And then it just auto-programmed. Yeah, see, I would want that when I would want to do it. Like, I'd be at work, like, fuck this. And then just... <laughs> and you know, wake up, yeah, like in my house, just relaxing, you know. <gasps> what? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm not sick. Sneer, sneer. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, like boot camp. Oh yeah, coming oh, up. Zoom you right zoom through right that. through that. Oh hell yeah. Because it, remember, it's like funny. Remember, it shows what what he's really like when he's not. Or, like, when he is fast-forwarding, it shows what you're like, and he's just sort of, like, at the dinner table, and they're all like, hey, do you want some? Yes. <laughs> he's just like, yes, good. He's, like, really not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I wonder what you'd be like at boot camp. Uh, I'd probably get kicked <laughs> out of boot camp, actually, if that's what happens. Yeah, I don't know, but maybe. We'll see. I'd have to. Get an, an upgraded click remote that doesn't ruin your life. Yeah. Speaking of boot camp, when is that happening? Not sure yet. You're not sure yet? Nope. I mean, but I, uh, like the paper's signed, right? You can't go back. I'm. I could go back, but if I sign another sheet of paper, I can't. Okay. Um. So, I still have to take one more test to see if I can be an air traffic controller. And after that, if I pass it, then I have to wait for an opening of a job in air traffic, and then I'll be sent out. But if, let's say, I go to take that test and I fail or whatever like that, then I would, again, it's like I have to wait wait for a job. It would be, I gave my, gave my recruiter 10 jobs, and he would, he would, like, call me up, like, hey, Mike, uh, 
So there's this job available. Maybe it's not what you were looking for. Do you want it? And I'd be like, yes or no. And then when he offers me a job and, I, and I'm willing to take it, that's when I would get a date. So the air traffic controller, that is like the way I'm thinking about it. Like you'll go into the, you'll go into the air force for four years minimum, four years minimum. Yeah. And then when you come out, you're going to get a job at like Uh, OIA or Orlando international airport. I don't know if I'd want to go to something that busy. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's the, that's the goal. Just some airport. Um, air traffic controllers make good money. For sure. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I scored really well on the test. So my crew was like, I mean, listen, dude, a lot of people don't score that high. So you should take advantage advantage of it and, you know, go for a job that is hard to get. So that's what I'm doing. Now, is is this a – is it a passion of yours (laughs) that you're pursuing? Um, I wouldn't necessarily say so. (laughs) <laughs> my passion is to one day have a good job that makes me plenty of money so I can live a good life. That's your passion. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're not miserable doing it. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to do something that I'm going to hate. Yeah. But, you know, doing something that's like, you know, kind of annoying or, you know, just bearable for good money. I mean, how many people have a job that they truly love? You yeah. know, like good a very, very small percentage of people. So, you know, if, if I if I was fortunate enough to get a job, uh, you know, doing something I loved, I you know I'd love that. But I mean, the odds of that are slim. So do what I can. And, you know, there's other jobs in the Air Force that like truly would be fun, like being like an aerial gunner, like in a in a helicopter, just sitting on the side of it with a big machine gun, just yeah, <laughs> that would be fun. But when I get out of the Air Force, I'm sure nobody's hiring aerial <laughs> gunners. So, you know what I'm saying? I had to get a job that was applicable to civilian life. Which, I mean, there's plenty of them. You could be like an electrician or a pharmacist or, you know, something like something like that. Let me see here. I'm going I'm to look traffic up control. air traffic controller salary. So it has it listed. It has it listed differently i guess between different so yeah different airports okay oh so pay scale says that an air traffic controller in the united states states makes between 43 and 150k per year mm-hmm. why so why such a varying number there what that, that, that that's a big gray area i mean like if like let's say you work at the daytona airport where there's like almost nothing going on. You're going to fall into the 43. Yeah, you're not going to be getting as paid as much money as if you work at a relatively busy airport where there's a bunch of planes coming in and, you know, like you need to be better at your job at an airport like that. More alert. You need to be able to kind of multitask a lot better. Yeah. So you, honestly, you would probably start out at something like Daytona, right? You'd want to start small and work up. Well, I mean, it depends how good I get at it when I'm in the Air Force. Yeah. So, I mean, if I come out and I'm like, the best air traffic controller ever, then like, yeah, send me to uh, Orlando or, or JFK somewhere that's crazy. And they're going to give me $200,000. Shit. That's crazy. But you know, Atlanta, that's the busiest, right? Atlanta, Georgia. I think Atlanta is the busiest. Yeah. I'm sure it's like Atlanta, um, probably JFK. And then Chicago, Chicago is pretty busy. And then LA. Okay. Yeah. LA is busy. LAX. Right? That's what it's called. LAX? Yep. 
Yeah, Miami, maybe. I don't know. What is a passion job that you would love to do? A passion job. Well. Because I know, like, I have a few. Like, honestly, if I could do this, that's a passion job. But mm-hmm. if, if, if I could do something like what Rogan does, making 30000 an episode, thirty k an episode is what I read he makes. That's nuts. And he has over 1,400 episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm sure the beginning ones weren't making any money, really. No, no. But, you know, now. Now he's making 30. 30 grand. And, uh, and an fucking episode. episode. I'd be pumping out 10 <laughs> episodes a day. Dude. No wonder why, man. <laughs> he does. He comes out with a lot of episodes. It's yep. like every day with him. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. If I could pick a job, I think being like a professional fisherman okay. would be cool. Like, you know, going to, like, the bass tournaments and stuff like that. Because I love fishing. And those people go home, you know, they, they let's say you win a tournament. You could pull in, like, one, a million and a half dollars from a tournament. Yeah. You know, and some people are, like, oh, okay, it's weird because, like, there's people that win it all the time. Like, how do you get that good at fishing? It's kind of like you got to hope the fish bite your line. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But apparently these guys are, like, really good at it. And they'll win, like, every other year. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, that, like that would be really cool. That is a good point. What are they, like, are they putting something extra special on the end of their little line? It's not <laughs> that they're putting anything special. It's, like, there's ways to, depending on the lake that you're fishing in, there's going to be different cover, different landscapes, and they know which, you know, baits to use, which lures to use, if it's in grass or if it's, like, a rocky bottom, how deep it is, what time of this year it is. Fuck. There's a lot of shit that goes into it because fish are very finicky, like, yeah, but isn't that all kind of figured out for them because it is a tournament? So you would preferably have the tournament at the particular right time of season in the particular right spot. You know what I mean? Well, no, there's there's bass tournaments all the time. It's like you can go in the winter, you know, when it's when it's cold out, and there's different baits that you're going to use when the water's cold. Oh, uh, okay. And there's you know if it's deep, you're going to be using something different. If and and they're just so good at working the baits so it's not like you just throw this bait on and anybody can catch it it's like they cast it in the perfect spot and do exactly the right thing with the with the motion of the pole i don't know dude (laughs) i mean i think i'm pretty good at fishing i usually go out and i have a good time catch a bunch of fish yeah dude next time you go out fucking i want to go yeah i don't want to do it i just want to watch really maybe i'll do it but like yeah like i'm really fascinated by that you don't want to take a fish in your hand and i'll try unhook it I'm always down to try at least once. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I'd like to cross off my bucket list. But just being on that boat, I feel like. Like, where do you go? Um, well, there's a couple spots around here. Curtis actually took me to a spot in, um, what is it, the reservation down the road? The, uh, the, the like, that community, gated community. Okay. I think I know where you're talking it's about. It's down off Old Kings. Oh, by uh, Graham Swamp? Yeah. In that area. Okay. There's a couple different um, gated communities down in there. Okay. But his grandpa or something lives in uh, one of his, one of the spots and there's lakes and stuff in there. And we were fishing and I was, th- I thought there was going to be nothing in there. Curtis <laughs> was like, let's go there. I was like, okay. So we went and uh, first couple minutes, I'm looking at the ground in the water. It looks like it's like a foot deep and I see nothing. So I was just like, oh, this place sucks. <laughs> but then after a couple of little bit, you know, I was just casting out, and I ended up ca- catching like 10, 10 bass. You know, nothing big, but 
and I probably got like 40 hits, you know, like where I had it on for a second and then it got off. Curtis called it like two or three, but it was good. Is that addictive? Like catching a fish, catching a fish, Hell yeah. like the pull, mm-hmm. the struggle. So addictive. That's what it is. The way, uh, the way it is, it's like me and my dad would be out fishing or something like that. And like, let's say it's four o'clock and my mom was like, all right guys, dinner's going to be ready. You know, six o'clock, five thirty, or whatever. My dad's like, all right, you know, we'll be back. And if we're there and the fish are biting, we're not going to leave until those fish are stopped biting. You know, it'll be like, because we used to fish for hours. Like, go to a pond, literally get there at like 7 in the morning, and leave it like 7 or 8 at night. Just just a whole day worth of fishing. It was great. It's been a while since I've done <laughs> something like that. Out on a boat, you know, bring some, bring some lunch. Oh yeah, you know, pull over, get on, get on land, and just relax, have some food. Yeah, sounds fun. Yeah, I never experienced that. No, no, I never. Like the like the best dad outing, and I haven't thought about this, so this is actually something that I'm thinking about, like right now, like because that sounds like that would be in your top list of like hanging out with your dad, right? <laughs> Yeah. Something like that, going fishing. Fishing, hunting, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, see, I... Unfortunately, I didn't have too many experiences with, like, you know, like, my dad's still alive, but, like, I haven't had a whole lot of experiences that I can cling on to. Um, He's a truck driver, so there was multiple times I'd be in the truck, and we'd be on 95, and there was a time, I think, where, like, fires were coming through, coming through where, where we were heading, and the whole fucking highway was covered in fire, like smoke, like just black smoke. And they were shutting the highway down, but they were like letting certain things go. And uh, my dad always tells me the story. I have vague memories, but he was like, they were letting us go. And apparently he just looked over at me and he was like, all right, buddy, here we go. I think I was like eight or nine. And we just like held hands as we're going through just smoke. You can't see out the windows. We're just driving through. Something like that. But it's like. I don't know. I don't really have these memories of just me and my dad. It sucks. Yeah. I, that, <laughs> that would suck. I mean. Like, he's not a bad dad. Uh-huh. Like, I'm not saying he's a bad, but like, I just don't have memories. I don't know if that's my fault or his fault. Well. My fault for having a shitty memory. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Maybe, maybe that's his fault for giving me a bad genes when it comes to uh, memory. Um. Yeah, I used to hang out with my pops all the time, dude. We would go fishing every day. You know, go hunting. Um, we used to just, you know, like shoot the boat. We did a lot of like sporting stuff, you know, yeah. like like hunting, fishing, stuff of that nature. That was your connection. Yeah. The sports You know, stuff. and then when we were younger, we would, you know, play catch, play football, you know, play, you know, catch the baseball, throw the football around. Um, yeah. But that was all the time. And then, you know, when you get to be a teenager – Kind of start hanging out with your friends more. I think your parents aren't as cool. Yeah, I mean, I guess. I'm right. Like, I mean, my parents are super cool, but now, but now you're not a teenager. Mm-hmm. There was definitely probably a time where you were like, "Ugh, my, my parents just right." Well, it's not that I didn't. I would just have rather go hang out with my friends. Okay. You know, like we can go fish. You know, but like me and my guy used to smoke pot all the time. So. <laughs> Me and my friends would be hanging out, you know, smoking weed and going on hikes in the woods, going up to the mountains and stuff like that. And, you know, if we're, if we're going to do that, my dad's like, hey, Mike, want to go get lunch? I'm just like, 
Uh, I'll take the pot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, go, I'll go hang out with my buddies and, and do all that. You know, going to parties and stuff like that. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, still, I used to fish with my friends a lot, too. So, but it was like, you know, we'd go fishing and we'd bring some pot. <laughs> and we, and we, we would, like, literally, like, go out in the water. Like, there was a, a river by us called the Walker River. But it wasn't really... It wasn't like a big river, like it was maybe 50 yards wide, but it was long. And uh, there was a couple spots by us that weren't too deep, you know, like maybe up to your chest. Okay. And we would just like put on a shitty pair of shoes and a pair of like bathing suit. And we would literally just walk out into the middle of the water and just walk downstream, just fishing, like back and, you know, just fishing the whole river, like up up to your nipples in water. Shit. And uh, it was a lot of fun. We used to get carp fish um, for carp. They were big, like 20 pounds, like a fish like this big, this big, you know, fat. And we'd just use uh, just corn and we'd just sit there and hang out, have the pole set up. And I remember one time we were sitting there and, I was, and I'm looking over in my pole. I don't know where my pole is. <laughs> and I look out in the water and my pole is just being dragged out into the water. So I just like just started running after it in the water, dived <laughs> and like went underwater. It was getting deep there too. So I got it, got my pole, set the hook, and then just fought this fish for like 30 minutes. It was great. Did it turn out to be like a big motherfucker? Yeah, it was a big fish. Yeah? Yeah. Probably like 25 pounds, like two feet long. Shit. Are, like are you ever worried about, I don't know, something other than a fish? Like alligators or... Not in New York. Well, not in New York, but like down here, like gator country. Yeah, gator country. You got to keep your eyes open. I mean, you got to gotta look around, make sure there's no gator sneaking up on you. But, you know, usually if I'm with my dad, you know, he'll have uh, a gunner. So A gun? Yeah. So Specifically I mean, for that? If like something like a crocodile or... No? He's always got it. He just always scares. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, that, that would fucking freak me out. I've seen too many movies, like Anaconda and... Yeah. I mean, that stuff's that not really... new movie that just came out, Crawl, with, like, the hurricane and, like, the alligators that get, like, like flooding. No, I haven't seen you that. You haven't seen that one? No. Yeah, it was decent. But, like, shit like that, man. Jaws, mm-hmm. even though it has nothing to do with, you know, sh- or, uh, alligators, but shit like that. Like, just, if I can't see what's below the water... It freaks you out. Freaks right? me out, dude. I remember one time I was uh, swimming in the ocean, and uh, I think it was a crab. I'm not really entire, entirely sure what it is, but you know how like they have those little blue crabs, you know the blue the blue uh, blue shell crabs that are you know like a couple inches long, not not big. Yeah. And I remember one time I stepped on this one crab. Maybe it was uh, like a, a what is it, a horseshoe crab or whatever like that. But this thing was massive, uh-huh. like a foot long, like. Big ass long arms on it. I didn't go in the water again. That rest of that day, I was not going in the water. That thing freaked me the hell out. I ran out of the water like there was a fucking shark coming after me. <laughs> Everybody was looking at me like I was a maniac. But you don't have like a deep fear of the ocean. You're like you would go in. Yeah. Like right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I don't. Fuck that shit. I've had a lot of instances with jellyfish. Jellyfish. Yeah. Jellyfish. Um. Mm. Uh, the only one of jellyfish I've really ever seen in the water are like those those ones that just look like a disc. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. They just look like yeah, a little rubber, like you know, a jelly plate. Yeah, they don't have stingers. 
Yeah, you know, like the classic, the way you envision it. Just kind of like these little... Yeah, but they don't have those. I know, but like yeah. the way you envision a jellyfish is like these little spaghetti strands. Yeah, things like it's going to sting you. Yeah, this one doesn't. No, these ones are literally, <laughs> it just looks like a... A sneak jelly. Like a frisbee. Yeah. You know, not quite as big as a frisbee, but just like it's just... You can pick it up. Just pick it up in your hand. Well, it's cool. Poke it. Put yeah. it in the water. Oh, yeah. I don't get how they swim. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know how jellyfish are even alive. That's what I was going to... I was literally just about to say that. Just looking at a jellyfish doesn't make any sense to me. Dude, they're like 97% water. It's like, what is it? Like, <laughs> What is sustaining life? <laughs> I don't know. Can you imagine like dying and being reincarnated as a jellyfish? Oh, that'd be, that would be shitty. Like, do they know they're a jellyfish? Like, you know? I don't know. Are they aware? You know what's weird is uh, sea cucumbers. They're yeah. alive. That's like an animal, right? Those things that are on the bottom. Yeah. There's like kind of standing up. Uh-huh. That's alive? Yeah. Wow. I think, I think those are like a breed of animal. Shit. I don't think it's just a plant. That's boring. Yeah, dude. Just imagine just being planted <laughs> in the ground. Can't move. Can't move. You don't... What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> like, you do nothing. You just kind of wait for like a piece of a d- decaying fish to swim by. <laughs> and hopefully it just kind of... Sw- you know, flows into your eating hole. Yeah. I don't even know if yeah. they have that, you know, like. Yeah. Like the like the ones that, if I, if I had to choose one, that seems like it's a weird one to choose, because obviously you would choose like a great white or you would choose, you know, any of the sharks. Mm-hmm. Those ones seem like it'd be pretty fucking cool to be a shark. Yeah. Right. But if I have to choose one that's a little more abstract, it's the ones when you get to the bottom of the ocean. The ones that don't even see, like they've never the seen ones light. That have like that light bulb on their head, something like that. That seems really cool. It's like, how are you even alive? Because you're at the, you're all the way down here. You don't even know what light is. Like you have not seen light. No, they have no idea. And the thing is, if they go too close, like if they go up too high, there's not enough pressure, and they can't live up there. So like they require. A shit ton of pressure. Pressure (laughs) on them. That's just weird, dude. Because if we went down there, our body would implode. Yeah. Be crushed. We'd be crushed as if an elephant just landed on us. That is weird. But they're good. That's what they need. And yet they look so like frail and Mm. you know what I mean? They look really scrawny, like you could touch them and well, some of them do. It's weird. You know, another thing that's weird is um I mean there could be so many things that we don't even know about, (laughs) you know, at the bottom of the ocean. But um, those, like the gi- giant squid. Have you ever seen like an actual giant squid? At the bottom of the ocean? Yeah, like there's no. a, not, it's not at the bottom of the ocean necessarily, but like giant squid like go after whales. Like they're massive. Like 20 feet long. What are you looking up? Giant squid. <laughs> Something like that? Yeah. Look, at, look how big it is compared to that guy there. Yeah, just type in giant squid on Google. This one, ain't, oh shit, let's pull this one up. I wish you guys could see this. Uh, it's the second photo. It's a uh, divers find enormous creepy squid on New Zealand beach. Damn. Like, look up, like, uh, the world record, though. World record squid. Dude, there's no way this is real. There's no way. Oh, I don't do know you, about that. Do you think that's real? No, I don't believe that. That has to be Photoshop. 160-foot giant squid. Oh, it says hoax. Okay. <laughs> there you Whew. go. That was freaky. If that's real, I mean, holy shit. Dude, this looks real, though. Wait. Does that look real? No. That doesn't look real. <laughs> <laughs> Big giant squid caught on boat. 
Yeah, dude, I don't know. Squid are weird. Squid are weird. They can, like, chomp your arm off. Yeah. Because they have beaks, you know, that's what they're called, but really it's like two fucking sharp, strong teeth. Dude, the ocean is fucking scary. I don't know which is scarier, the ocean or space. What do you think? Like, like, both of them are just these enormous, vast things that'll swallow you whole. Mm -hmm. One is just infinitely bigger. (laughs) Yeah. But the ocean is fucking huge. You know, we've only explored, like, something like 8% of the ocean's floor. I mean, what else is out there? We have no idea. I mean, we can say, you know, we found a lot of stuff, but... I mean, what is it? We know more about Mars or more about space than we do about the ocean. Yeah, I, I read that somewhere. Yeah, I can't remember what, what exactly it said, but... Where it's like, where we're spending all this money exploring space, and yet we don't fully understand where we're living. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's just, there's no way to really do it. I mean, it's completely dark, black, black as night. Yeah. And you can't get down there because there's too much pressure. I mean, you'd have to build something. Well, I mean, Cameron did. Yeah, but he didn't go. He went to the deepest part of the ocean, the Mariana Trench. Yeah, he didn't go all the way down. He couldn't because one of the windows cracked did. on him. Oh, oh, they did? One, a window, like, cracked a little bit, so he I'm a, I'm a little guilty. I, I have that documentary. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, really? A oh, window cracks? Yeah, like, not enough to, like, it doesn't let oh, water fuck. in or anything. So we like aborted. That. I'm pretty sure. Damn. It was either James Cameron or one of the people who went all the way down there. But, like, uh, hold on, because I definitely have seen a video <laughs> of, um, you know, like, the deepest, ex- the, like, uh, sea exploitations. And it was, like, it's showing it in comparison to where he didn't, I don't even think he really went that far down there. Like, he went far, obviously, mm-hmm. but, like, maybe half. Halfway? Shit. Dude, the mile, the de- ocean is, like, seven miles deep. Yeah. In some spots. Which is weird, because when you say seven miles, my my brain is, like, eh, what, seven miles? But it's, like, drive seven miles. <laughs> yeah. Or walk seven miles. Yeah, walk seven miles. And, I mean, and you drop a rock in the ocean... It'll probably take it 20 minutes, 30 minutes, hour to get to the bottom. And you drop a rock in your pool to hit the ground in like three seconds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, something that I want to do before I die is I want to see the Titanic. I want to do what James Cameron did. I want to get in a submarine. I want to go to the bottom and I want to be able to look out a little fucking people and see the decaying titanic that thing's over a hundred years old it's like how long is that thing going to be around until it just fucking falls apart before the the water literally eats it up and it decays i think they said it has like another 50 years max before it just falls apart yeah and something like that the titanic is pretty deep yeah yeah like um i mean i can easily figure it out but it's got to be fucking eerie yeah dude he did so many trips down there for when he was doing the, the film. And Jesus Christ, I can't imagine seeing that. You're literally looking at a tombstone, like not a normal tombstone. You're not looking at a cemetery of a bunch of buried dead people. You're looking at a, a super giant fucking ship that hit an iceberg, split into the way that most people believe, and killed like. So many people. They just oh, so froze. Many people. So many people just went down with it. And you're yeah. looking at it. 
I mean, can't imagine you, what that you feels see, like. When you see the movie and the water is coming in the room, and uh, there's the one scene the of, of the poor family. The couple. Oh, yeah. And uh, the kids are in bed. Yeah. And the mom is just like, all right, kids, go to bed. She knows. Yeah. She, she knows there's, they're not going to be able to get on a life raft. That's for the rich people mm-hmm. and the women. Yeah. She's not going to leave her kids. Well, there's also that, because uh, I thought you were talking about the other scene. There's the other scene with the elderly couple who do not look like they're third class. They look like they're first class. And they're just laying in bed, and the water's rushing in. And they're just holding each other. That would be the worst. W- not, <laughs> not the worst way to go. I mean, there's plenty of worse way to go, but just drowning. Drowning? Yeah. Just imagine just getting, s- like, you're in a room, and it just fills with water, and there's no <sighs> way out. And every, no. way, every door you open, is just more water. No. I, mean, I, I know what that feels like, because I know, like, you know what I mean? Like you've been underwater and you've tried to like hold your breath and you're just like, all right, fuck this. I need air. Yeah. You know what? You know, another thing that would be scary is it. like falling through the ice and uh, like getting away from the hole that you fell in, not being, just being disoriented, not knowing where up is down. Like, and just like getting to the, to the, to the ice and you just can't break it. And you're just sitting there. Oh, terrible. Dude. Yeah, I, the, that's... Ti- the Titanic rests at 12,500 feet. So a little over two miles. All right. Dude, speaking of like, I because I, I mean I would never do this. Um, a way to die, uh, falling through ice, skiing. Uh, there's a video I was watching it the other day. Here it is, right here. Skiing, like a skier falling through a fucking like they they, they fall into a crevice. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, those are the worst. Here, we're going to let this ad, we're going to skip this ad, and then... I watched a video just recently of a guy going over one, and it cracked underneath him, but he got over it in time. Watch this. All right, that's not the bad part. That's not the bad part. That part's okay. And like that, it, I mean, that's pretty far down. But like the fact that you can kind of see, it that goes it, much deeper. It keeps going. Like if he had just, like if he had just gone a little further. Like another ten feet it to the right. It just keeps going. Like it just. Yeah, there's no telling how far that would go. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> People are crazy, man. People are fucking crazy. That's a horrible way to die. What's another horrible way to die? <laughs> oh, he's looking up. Um, I don't know. I mean, probably like being burned alive or like, I don't know. Like, cause in like, um, Vietnam days and World War Two days and stuff like that, when they dropped napalm on you, like okay. the napalm yeah. bombs, it wasn't just like fire. It was like they were just dropping lava. So it was like it, you would get hit with this gel, just and it's on fire, and you try to get it off. There's no getting it off because it's just like it's just gel. So you go like this, and now it's on your hand, and now you're just burning. I mean, I think burning has really got to be one of the worst ways to go. 
things. That shit hurts. Yeah. It really hurts. I mean, you you burn your hand. You're trying to take something out of the stove, <laughs> and you touch it just a little bit, and it's like, ah, yeah. shit, that hurt. Yeah. That has to be top five worst ways like to go. Like a, su- a sunburn? Just going to the beach. Ha <laughs> ha. You know, you don't realize it until you wake up the next morning, and you fucking barely move. Oh, yeah, I'm feeling that now. Just thinking about it. But then there's those people that set themselves on fire literally as like, what, like a religious thing? Like they just literally, you, you haven't seen that? Like I'm pretty sure it was back in like the Vietnam days. They would literally sit on the street en- engulfed in flames and that's their way of like sending a message or something. And they're just sitting there. And they're, I mean, they're, they're dying, but they're, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. they're just sitting there. I don't know. That, no. <laughs> like, you know, in, uh, in like World War II days and like World um Japan, like Japan, when we were in war with Japan, like let's, you know, there was no surrender. So you know how that, that way that they, like, they would kill themselves? Uh-huh. With the, take the knife, shove it in, look. They would, ugh, like this, and then you're supposed to rip up and then to the side. They would do it purposely? Yeah. Like to themselves? Yeah. That's, that was like the honorable way to go out. Who, who does that? Like, who is just like, all right. This is the honorable way. As to like, why is that honorable? Yeah, why why is any of that shit honorable? It's pouring gas on him? Is it going to actually show it? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my God. <laughs> he never moved a muscle, never uttered, never uttered a sound. <laughs> Holy shit. Because <laughs> one thing about that is when he's in drenched in flames, he probably died the second he went to take a single breath. Oh, with all that gas, you mean? All the gas and just the heat. Oh, okay. So the second he got ignited, you think he died the second he... <sighs> because the, usually when you burn like that, like he, it's not like he was burned alive right there. He passed out. Because his body was like, no, 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 that's too much. <laughs> so just he just passed out, and then he turned to ash. But you try to inhale all that heat, it's going to just sear your lungs, sear everything. Yeah. I mean, that's got to hurt. <laughs> it's got to hurt. If you, if you dare watch what we just watched on YouTube, Vietnamese Buddhist monk burned himself to death 1963. <sighs> he burned himself to death. Just sitting there. Just. I can't. No. Mm-mm. Suicide is. Suicide is. It's never going to be in my. In my. My card. In like in my deck of cards. Like. It's never an option. It's, it'll never be an option. Like. You know what I mean? Even if. Going back to the Titanic. Does like something like the elderly couple. Does that count as suicide? No. I would say that just. It's accepting the situation and not, you know, 
freaking out, just knowing it's inevitable and just, just going with it. Okay. So something like that. It's kind of like they made peace with it and just like, okay, like it's probably much easier to make peace with death if you're 80 years old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because it doesn't been coming. So. But like for me, I don't know. I'm probably going to do everything I can to try to try to make it through that. Yeah. You know, I'll be on that then on that board, and if uh, Rose doesn't want to let me on, well, guess what, <laughs> Rose, you're uh, getting off the damn board, and guess who's getting on the board? Me. Oh shit! I don't love you. I ain't Jack. It's like that scene in Bruce Almighty where he's like talking to the old lady on the boat, and he's like, "So, anyways, we're here with Catherine Hepburn's mom. Tell me, why did you throw the blue-hearted jewel over the railing of the Titanic?" Were you, and then he's like, uh, and then he, and then he segues, Jim Carrey segues. He's like, and why did you let Leo DiCaprio drown while you were safe floating on the big door? Could you have taken turns or were you just too afraid to freeze your big fat ass off? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. Like what they show in the movie, I mean, it very well could have been a smaller board, you know what I'm saying? Like who knows, but it definitely looked like there was room for two on that thing. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think the Mythbusters did something like that and they cracked it and they were like, uh, I think there was, I forget how it turned out. But James Cameron has just been like, look, I wrote it so that Jack dies. He dies. He was always going to die. Yes. We maybe could have made the board a little smaller, but we can't change that. And that's that. (laughs) Titanic. I mean, that's supposedly based on, I mean, obviously the ship really went down. The ship really went down. Jack and Rose are fake, fake made, made up. Well, Rose is real. I mean, you can assume there was someone like her. Well, no, because... Rose is not, re- like, a real... Like, there was not an actual Rose, like, that's depicted in the movie. But the movie co- keeps going back to that older lady. Is that all fake? Is that all crap? Yeah. Well, wait, what do you mean? It's just her older. Yeah. It's still fake. She wasn't actually on the Titanic. That girl wasn't on the Titanic that's the, in the movie? The old lady that is in the movie? Yeah. Gloria Stewart? No, she was never on the Titanic. She's just an actress. What? You didn't know that? No. Yeah. She's not, yeah, she was just a a character James Cameron created. Well, that kind of pisses me off. <laughs> you always thought it was like a like a semi-real thing? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Like, I thought there was a Rose, there was a Jack. Nope. The only thing that's real about that besides the actual sinking of the ship is, like, at the beginning of the movie when they have footage of the Titanic, some of that footage is real. That's about it. You know, they're remaking the Titanic. Yeah, they're, what, t- Titanic 2? <laughs> Titanic 2. Would you go on that? Yeah. yeah, I would. That'd be pretty cool. I mean, nowadays it's like all the technology is there. You're not going to hit an yeah. iceberg. The like fact, that. though, that like didn't they like make it look exactly like Titanic? That's a little iffy to me. <laughs> I don't want to be on a boat that looks exactly like the fucking Titanic. Why not? Because then I will start freaking out if I'm on like the deck or something, like just enjoying the view, and I look up and I see those giant like stacks. You know what I mean? Like because they don't make those like that anymore, do they? They don't make cruise ships like that anymore. No. So if I see that, I'm like, oh, fuck. Like the big smokestack thing? Yeah, the big smokestack things? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they definitely still have those on ships, but they're they're not like... Maybe they're hidden? Massive like that. Uh, I don't know. Something about that, the like the, the design being ex- it, to the T, as far as I understand, is to the T. That's a little iffy. And I think they're going the same path, too. They're going the exact same... The same route. Route. That's kind of <laughs> nuts. That's a bit much for me. Yeah. All right. And you're the guy to go to for this, and we'll kind of we'll kind of wrap up the episode with this, the whole uh, Iran thing going on. I know you're the guy to go to because you're pro Trump. 
So, and Trump has just been like going like, I don't follow him very much, but I've been reading the tweets he's been tweeting out. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the one where he was like, we will attack in a disproportionate manner. Did you see that one? The attack or something will be disproportionate or something. Yeah, you know what that means, right? Yeah. Well, it, it sounded like he was just going to fucking, fuck you. <laughs> just hit a button. No, nobody's going to use nukes, but. What does it mean? It means essentially it's like, because he told, he told them. He said, you kill Americans, you're not going to be happy about it. They were planning on killing Americans, killed a couple of Mar- Americans, so they, he dropped a couple bombs, killed one of their leading up people. And he told them, he said, listen, you do this again. It'll be worse. It's, he said, you're going to be, we're going to bring heat on you like you've never had before. And he, he says that to everybody. And because he's not full of shit, dude. Trump is like the one guy, you know, whether you like him or not, he doesn't bluff. You know, when he says he's going to do something, he does it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, and plus Iran just, you ever, you, have you seen the meme where it's like, uh, it's Japan, it's, it's J- Japan telling Iran not to start a world war with the United States. And then it goes to the, um, that one commercial where it's just like, we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing or two. <laughs> I haven't seen that, but I know that commercial you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like nobody, nobody wants to go to war with America because we'll fuck you up, especially with Trump at the helm. He's not. He's not going to tie the general's hands. He's going to say, "Do what you got to do." Yeah, get it done. And and they know that. So like how um, Iran was sending bombs at um, U.S. like troops and stuff like that just over the weekend or, you know, the last couple of days. The bombs that they were using are incredibly accurate. They're great bombs. But they were not hitting us because they didn't want it to. They were just trying to, like, fuck with us. Now, when you say hit us, like, the states? No, no, no. Our troops. Oh, okay, okay. Over in Iran. Like, okay. there were um, bases and whatnot. So they were literally just hitting the, the desert outside of the bases just blowing it up and just doing nothing. And now they're pretty much just like, they just don't want it. They don't want, they don't want the war. And I don't think (laughs) nobody wants war. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know, except for people that are like making tons of money off it, but just the average person. No. Is it true that like, we all like, we, we're constantly promoting, oh, we are the greatest military force out there. That's true? Yeah. 100%? 100%. Only per, the only reason Russia is relevant is because they got tons of nukes. Okay, so... So do we... They send off their nukes, right? We send off our nukes, right? Now, the idea is someone sends off their nukes, we send off our nukes, they catch each other in middle, like in, in, the, in, the, in the air. Is that the idea? No. What's the idea? What do you mean? What's the idea? Okay, so let's say Russia, let's say North Korea. Remember, like, that whole North Korea yeah, yeah, yeah. shit? They send off nukes toward us. They're yeah. sending nuclear bombs towards America. America realizes that and is like, all right, now we're going to intercept your nukes. Is the idea to literally make our nukes hit their nukes in midair? Is that the idea? Because then what's the idea? We're just literally bombing each other. Well, that's why, it's, that's why it never happens. It's mad. It could happen though. It could, but it's like the, it's it's like it's mad, M A D D. 
or MAD, mutually assured destruction. You send a nuke at us, we're going to send a nuke at you. So what the fuck? Is, <laughs> what what is the point? Okay, yeah, that's why. Why so then? Why has that ever come up? Like, why did the North Korea thing come up? Because they're dumb. Yeah, because they're just because King Jong Un is like a dictator of a very, you know, he's not very stable. He's like he's like a maniac. He just wants power and he wants people to like recognize him as like a great leader and everything like that. Like you're doing fucking great, Kim. <laughs> and, and he just thinks he's getting no respect. Okay. Which I mean, you know, you should you shouldn't be getting respect when your fucking whole country is starving and you're sitting there rich as hell. It's literally like him and his advisors and the people in the government are rich. Everyone in the country is starving. Fuck you think you deserve respect for? Your country fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like just socialists, not good communists, like have you seen the interview? Whiskey. Ooh, ASMR. Have you seen the interview? Which? With Kim Jong-un? Oh, the movie. The movie. Every time somebody brings Seth up that movie. Seth Rogen and I James Franco. I never know what the fuck they're talking about. Have <laughs> the you interview. seen the interview? And the I'm interview. just like, which interview? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've seen that movie. Oh, my God. That movie is fucking hysterical. That's a great comedy right there. Mm-hmm. When he's when James Franco's like had it up to here with, with Kim Jong-un, and he goes out, and he's like, Walk in the street, and he walks into the uh, to the grocery to store. the grocery store, and it's all fake. <coughs> it's all fake groceries. He's like, "This isn't real. It's not real. <laughs> Nothing is real." <laughs> yeah, dude, that was so funny. Because then, because like when he gets there, initially he shows him that he shows him he store. shows him that particular grocery store. He said, look, our and there's like, is look, thriving. we're great, we're thriving. He shows him one fat kid. Yeah, inside. <laughs> That movie's fucking hysterical. I love that movie. Yeah, dude, I don't know. This shit freaks me out, but I don't know. I mean, we definitely have really the best technology. We do? Oh, yeah. Well, I guess that's good. By far. And that's why nobody ever comes over here. And I mean, even that from that, because we got the Second Amendment. So people can, what, are you going to send your troops over to where there's 180 million people got guns? No. Like, okay, so there was a thing when... um. Chinese were when we were weren't good with the Chinese and said they were maybe gonna invade America. And he said, No, no, no. In America there's gun behind every blade of grass. So I mean that's why nobody fucks with us like that. Have when's the last time somebody sent troops to America? Never. Oh, uh, okay. I see what you're saying. The way we were like we're sending troops to Iraq and shit. Yeah, we send yeah. troops all around the world. Very true. They never Very come true. here. Very true. Yeah, man. But but there never will not be war. Yeah. There never will not be war. When people say stupid shit, like, we need to bring about world peace. It's a good idea. It's a great idea. It's never going to happen. No, it'll never happen. It's impossible. If you have two people, they're going to disagree on things, and there's going to be conflict. That's what a war is, just on a large scale. On a seven, eight, nine billion scale. Mm-hmm. So obviously, in those nine billion, you're going to get the people who are not able to just get butt hurt and accept it. You're going to get the people that are fuck you, I kill you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, see, Kim Jong Un, like the, the Koreans, they have nukes, but the thing that they don't have <coughs> is the missiles to send them places. 
So, like, the hardest part about a nuke is you can you can build a nuke. That's not the hard part. It's creating the technology and the missiles to send it across the world. Yeah. Which they don't have. Damn. Almost nobody has that. But we do. I mean, Russia does. I'm sure China does. Huh. You know, but, like, we had nukes in the 40s, in the 30s during World War. People are just now starting to kind of understand what the fucking nuke is. <laughs> Like, and that's the reason that we never had a big war with, with Japan. Uh-huh. Because we dropped a couple of nukes on them. We only had two. We had two nukes. We used them both. They thought we had more. They're like, we can't, we can't do this because if they keep sending those things, <laughs> we're fucked. Yeah. So that's why they surrendered right after that. And we only had two. So we, they, we kind of bluffed and, and they, uh, they surrendered, but. I mean, even the people who, they didn't know how powerful a nuke was going to be. They had no idea. They thought it was going to be big. But, like, even the people driving the plane that sent it there, that dropped that bomb, when it blew up, they were like, holy shit, what did we <laughs> just do? Because, dude, it's like, you know, usually a bomb, you blow it up, and you'll blow up a couple hundred yards, maybe a town square, but not an entire city. Just one big Boom, that just destroys 40 miles in every direction. No. And nukes now, the nukes, like the one on Hiroshima and the one on uh, Nagasaki, those were little baby nukes. The ones we have now were like 200, 300 times bigger. Like much, much bigger. Like what's the biggest, <laughs> could, you, could you wipe out China with one? No. No, you need a few. But you could blow up half of all Florida. Half of all of Florida with one. Yeah. But that would have to be like one of the biggest ones. Like the Soviets were experimenting with a lot of bombs in, I don't know, in the 1900s. And they had this one that was like the Tsar bomb, T-S-A-R. And that thing was like 800 times bigger than the stuff that we dropped on Hiroshima. Because... Thing is, when the ones that we had on in Japan, those were atomic bombs. Now they have hydrogen bombs, which the trigger of a hydrogen bomb is an atomic bomb. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And a, a, a hydrogen bomb literally does that. It literally ignites the air. It literally just like the air that's in this room, if it just... Yeah. Sets it on fire. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Jesus Christ. It's crazy. How, how, how do we even build that shit? Dude? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm imagining, like, how are you building that? Like, who is building that? Some crazy who is physicist. Who is, who is sane enough to be like, I'm in a room where if something goes wrong, a, a fucking flask falls over or, uh, you know what I mean? Like, this could all go to shit. I don't know. Because they literally, like, with the atom bomb, you're splitting an atom. How you split an atom, I'm not sure, because, like, the tip of a knife is probably, like, 500 atoms wide, maybe more. You know what I'm saying? Like, so you, how do you split an atom yeah. when the, the, a knife is, like, thousands of atoms wide? How do you split it? It's beyond me. <laughs> and the, to think that there's people out there that are really that smart. 
Yeah. You know, just like so good at what they do. Like, how do you get, how is it, if nobody knew how to do it, it's not like they taught you this in school, so how did you just come up with it? Yeah. Who's the crazy fuck that was fucking around with that shit? Well, it's, 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 it's episodic in a way, right? So it doesn't start out like, I'm going to build a bomb. It starts out as what you just said, like, how do I do this little tiny thing? Oh, shit, here's the way how to do that. And then some other crazy fuck comes along and realizes, oh, shit, now you can split this. How can we apply that to <laughs> figuring out how to do this? And then it's just a big, long line of evolution of, like a oh, let's make a bomb now because we knew how to, now we figured out how to do this and this and this. Let's throw it all together. That's what it is. But it is crazy. Yeah, like nuclear bombs are nuts, dude. Yeah. Like, that's how I want to die. Honestly. You want to die on a nuclear bomb? Yeah. But you want to be in, like, the impact, right? You don't want the radiation and shit. Well, obviously, I don't want to be sick for 15 years and yeah. then die. I'm saying, like, let's say, like, for me, where I'm from, we had, like, a lot of mountains. And uh, we would go up on, go up into the mountains hiking or something like that. And you'd be able to see, like, 15, 20 miles out, 60 miles, you know, like, on a good day where I was from. You could look out if it was a clear day. You could see the skyline in New York City. So it was like, but you had to be up high, yeah, really high. But I always just like, I always just imagined what it would be like for like ten miles away to just see a plane going over, and then just seeing a little little tic tac falling out of it, and just being holy shit, what is that? And then just out of nowhere, just and just see the fucking. And it would be a second. There'd be a shock wave like no other, and you could see it hitting on the trees coming towards you for like miles away. It would be, and a wave would come out in the shock wave, and then you'd, and it would be over. But I think that would most definitely be the coolest fucking way to go. <laughs> <laughs> like just to see the raw power of it. You know what I'm saying? Of this man-made thing. Like, how would you want to die? I don't know about that, dude. I don't I don't want to know that I'm going to die. You know, if I'm going to if I have to die, I don't want to know that I'm going to die. So, well, I'm not talking about like old age. The least painful way like <coughs> like if I was going to die, I'd want somebody to just shoot me in the head when I'm sleeping. Yeah, ideally. Yeah. But what you just said is like you you're literally seeing your death fall out of a plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to know that. I don't want to know like like, I don't want to be the people on the planes of 9-11 knowing, oh, fuck, we're fucked. But just aside from the fact, just aside from the fear of death, you're about to witness something that nobody ever gets to see. And then what do I get to do with that? Nothing. <laughs> just, 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 just to see it, yeah. dude. Like, It'll matter for five seconds, and then it's over. Yeah. I'd rather witness it from an aerial shot from a helicopter the way I already have. <laughs> What do you mean? The way, like, we've seen footage of the shit. Oh, yeah. That's how I experience it. It's like, damn, there was people on the ground. Well, they experienced it. Now it's done, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know? dude, like, the people that dropped that bomb on, on, like, Hiroshima, they were just like, wow. Like, they were surprised. Like, wow, that's, that's big. Yeah. Yeah, if I have to choose a way to die, like you said, a bullet to the head, preferably from behind me so that I don't even know what's going to happen. Uh, but then it's like, all right, so 
that's the catch 22, right? It's like, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You can't be like, on one hand, I don't want to know when I'm going to die. But on the other hand, I want to be able to say goodbye to people, right? So I can't have my cake and eat it too. I either have to not know I'm going to die and just die instantly, or I can be like deathly sick on my deathbed, know that death is imminent, and I have the chance to get my goodbyes out, but I know that I'm going to die probably pretty damn soon. It might be slow. It might be painful. There is no cake and eating it like, too. Have you ever seen um, the X-Men the the one of Wolverine where there's the nuke dropping on Hiroshima. Uh-uh. No? No. It's super cool. This is where they're doing that, um, the honor killing of themselves, the, the okay. generals. Yep. Is this Logan? The movie Logan? No. He, he, he second thinks it. He's like, maybe I shouldn't do that. I'm about to actually come over to you. Okay. <laughs> what movie is this? The Wolverine. Oh, The Wolverine. Okay. Wolverine, what he that that doesn't phase him, right? Well, it does. That, it that, that shit burns off all his skin, but he's regenerative. So. But he was hiding. Damn, I never saw that. No, it's <laughs> like a super dope scene. Wow. Yeah, like that nuke going off, man. Yeah. Oh, damn. So he was like contemplating. Fuck. All right, I'm not gonna kill myself. I'm just gonna let this thing happen. And then he was like second guessing it. No, he didn't know what the fuck he was looking at when he saw the bomb dropping. He was probably like, oh man, they're about to bomb the city. Oh, okay. He didn't know. And then it was like. And then it just kept getting bigger and damn. And that's accurate with what I just saw there. That's a pretty accurate representation of what it looks like. I don't know, but it would definitely looks pretty good. It did look pretty good. Like the one that I always go to is the T2 one. 
T2, Terminator, Terminator 2. Terminator 2. Yeah. Like, that's a pretty damn good nuclear bomb scene with Sarah Connor. Mm-hmm. Fucking ads. Oh, ads. <laughs> Are you pulling it up? Yeah. Yeah. Just like turn it my way, but you can stay over there because I've seen it. Yeah. Right there. This is frightening. Going back to the Terminator 101 days. <laughs> Terminator 101. <laughs> this is great. Can I give it another? Uh, no, because I feel like you'll end up like right into it. It's literally going to happen in like five seconds. Right here. That's not even it right here. Now, granted, that was a nightmare, so it was a little far-fetched because you were, like, shaking your head with the burning. A little far-fetched. Yeah, from that (laughs) far out, it wouldn't be that hot until it got to you. Got to you. But, like, underneath it, it would, like... Because they used to do that kind of nuclear testing and stuff like that out in the desert and stuff like that and on the ocean. And then when they would do it on the deserts, it would turn the sand underneath it to glass because it would melt all the sand and it would just be big sheets of glass and that it takes like like 3000 degrees or something like that to to melt glass shit so i mean hour 36 yeah yeah dude i feel like we can wrap it up yeah it's been a good one solid third podcast covered yeah. a lot of shit yeah Feel like we did. Went from <laughs> Billy Madison <laughs> to to people getting arrested for neglect. Oh God! To setting yourself on fire. To the cra- craziest creatures in the ocean. Mm-hmm. To how do you want to die? To <laughs> nuclear bombs. Nuclear bombs, dude. Well, I feel as though the next time. Well, no, I'll probably have you on here prior to you going in the because like you don't know like all right. So to end It'll it, be a few months. Few months at least. So like what by by summer you feel like you'll be gone? Ugh, I do not want to go to Texas <laughs> in the middle of the summer for boot camp, man. That's yeah, gonna be so shitty. But that is what it is looking like. That's probably what summer. it's looking like, yeah. Damn. Well, look, dude. Happy to have you on here. Glad to call your friend. Mm. Yep, you Good to see the movie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> definitely wasn't the best movie of the year. 
definitely not Joker, I think, is. And what you, uh, Star Wars? Star Wars was good, yeah. The Rise of Skywalker. Best movie of the year? I mean, I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed Joker. But that's because I like Star Wars. Star Wars. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I would say so, yeah. Okay. Especially because it's like the last one. and Okay. Well, that has been Mike Quigley, everybody. Not uh, John Neglectable. <laughs> no kids. But who knows? Maybe one day. <laughs> one day, man. All right, dude. Thanks for coming on, man. Yep. Thank you.